Cool, well, let's, let's pray as the offering is coming up. Father, tonight, Lord, as we just look at your word, Lord, we just chase after what you have to say to us tonight. Father, I pray, God, that your voice, your words would speak in this place tonight. Lord, I pray, God, Lord, that we would have hearts open to, to hear what you have to say. Lord, that tonight seeds would be planted inside of people. Lord, mindsets would be changed. Hearts would be shifted towards you, God. Lord, I pray, Father, you would have your way. Do away with, with all man's desires in this place tonight, Lord. Let it just be your will that's done. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Man, I apologize if I have to take a bit of a drink of water or something. I had a wisdom tooth taken out on uh, Thursday, so I'm feeling a whole lot less wise. Um, but just, no, it took an hour and a half just to get one out, so um, it, it, did the, it did the trick. But has anyone ever been in trouble for doing something right? Steve, put your hand up. Has anyone, has, has anyone ever been in trouble for doing the right thing? See, as a kid... As a kid, I remember I used to take my lunch to school, primary school, and uh, I don't know, I don't remember his name, but little Billy used to sit there, and, and sometimes little Billy didn't bring any lunch, and so I used to share my lunch with Billy, and um, I don't know, I'd give him my roll-up or whatever I had there, sharing is caring, you know, and I thought, you know, I'm doing the right thing here. I am absolutely doing the right thing. I'm blessing Billy, and I'm giving to him and all that, until I got home, and mum said to me, did you eat all your lunch? And I said, mum, no. This is, this is followed after I asked the question, mum, I'm hungry. Can I have some food? She would say, did you eat all your lunch? I said, well, well mum, I was trying to do the right thing. And, and little Billy, he didn't have any food. So I thought I would just give him something. And mum didn't get upset that I was sharing food. She more got upset that I was, wasn't eating the food that she put out for me. And then I was complaining I was hungry afterwards. But Ended up getting in trouble for something that I was doing right, I guess. And I want to I touch on that a bit tonight, that so often we get caught up in doing the right thing, or the thing that we coin as being the right thing. We fall into to the motions of, of doing something normally, like before you go to bed, you've got to brush your teeth. It's a, a, a routine sort of thing. It's the right thing to do. And, and sometimes... In a church life, we can fall into that same, same kind of routine where we come in and, and we brush our teeth and we tuck ourselves into bed and we turn the lights off and all that sort of stuff. And we come into the basic routine of, of what we're supposed to do in this place and the basic routine on, on how we're meant to focus on God. See, this lady named Martha, she was the same. Anyone of, of class or of worth, whenever they came over to Martha's place, Martha knew what her role was. She had to be in the kitchen, cooking up a feast, cooking up a storm, and, and, and making sure that the person coming, the delegate coming, or, or the, the people over were well fed. We pick up the story in Luke 10, 38 to 42, and effectively what's just happened is Jesus has, has sent out his disciples and, uh, two by two, and, and they've all come back, and then he's had a conversation with someone and spoken about the Good Samaritan, and, and then he's packed up, and he's, the Bible says that he, he's on the way to Jerusalem with his disciples. 
And they come through a certain village that this lady Martha lives in. Now Martha comes out and invites Jesus, this is key, Martha invites Jesus to come to her house. And so Jesus rocks up and he begins to teach. And, and as he begins to teach, right down front row at his feet, the Bible says that Martha's sister Mary sat hanging on every word that Jesus spoke. So as, as Jesus began to teach, Martha was off in the kitchen doing the right thing while Mary was positioned at Jesus' feet, receiving from God. See, Martha, she was, she was way in the kitchen, preparing as usual. And like I said, she thought that what she was doing was the right thing. She was doing what she usually does. I mean, someone of worth was over. Who, who was going to feed them? It was her job. And it was Mary's job to be in the kitchen and to be feeding them and to, to be cooking a meal. So the only difference in today was that Mary wasn't actually with her. She was outside mingling and sitting at Jesus' feet. And, and Martha, she got her back up a bit about this, and, and she actually went out to Jesus in this moment. And you've got to keep in mind here, like I said before, Martha was the one who invited Jesus over. And so as Jesus is up the front teaching, Martha comes out and interrupts Jesus. Can you imagine if he was on a roll, like a really good point, about to like really slam at home, and then Martha comes out, excuse me, Jesus, stop right there. He's, Man, I've lost my spot. Can you imagine he was trying to recall the Bible and just forgot where he was up to? Uh, we got to start again, back to Genesis. And, no. and so Martha interrupts Jesus and, and pretty much just asks him, doesn't it seem wrong to you? And unfair to you that I'm cooking away and Mary isn't helping me? Doesn't it seem unfair to you that I'm doing all the work while Mary's sitting here just listening to you? They tell her to get up and come in the kitchen and help me. It was like a woman literally giving a man an opportunity to tell another woman to get in the kitchen. It was never before seen in history, ever again seen in history. See, Martha literally recognized... Jesus. She literally recognized Jesus as the most influential and important person in her life at that time. Why else would she have gone out of her home to invite him over? Martha literally recognized Jesus as the person that she should be around and the person that she should have around. She recognized him as the utmost importance, but went about her normal routine and didn't change anything. See, if a normal delegate rolled into town, Martha would be in the kitchen cooking up a feast, you know, roast lamb with some sweet potato and pumpkin and garlic mash or something on the side. Yeah, no, that's pretty good. Is that what's waiting at your place for us? No, oh, okay, that's all right. See, the problem was that Martha was too busy looking at achievement and principle and missed out on on affection and presence. She placed more of an importance on achieving something and the principle of being a good host than the, than the affection that Jesus had in the place and his very presence alone. See, but who can, who can sympathize with Martha in that? I know I can. We get stuck into this trap where we follow the motions and we come into church and we act the same way and we invite Jesus 
to come into our lives. And, you know, the Bible says when we draw near to Him, He draws near to us, except sometimes we try and dictate how He draws near to us. And we try and dictate how the interaction between us happens. See, Martha was, was more of the opinion of, I'm going to cook a good feed. I'm going to be in the kitchen. I'm going to be a good host. I'm going to do the dishes. It's going to be a really tidy house. And the, the food's going to be yum. And that way, Jesus will love me. She, she dictated to God how he drew near to him, near, drew near to her. See, we come to meet with, G, with Jesus on Friday, Sunday, whenever, whenever we do it in our own personal time, and, and we try and make sure that everything's in order. We have our own boxes that we kind of have to try and tick. We've got to make sure that everything's running smoothly, the, the video that comes to mind is, um, I don't know if you've seen it, but there's a bunch of, there's this guy up the front and he does a, bit, a bunch of worship poses, like touchdown, carrying the TV. We've got to make sure that our hands are up enough, that they're at the correct angle for the correct song that we're singing. And, you know, if we're singing a full-on, like, crazy anthem, we've got to be fist pumping. And if we're doing this one in a fist pump, we're not really doing the right thing. We need to, we need to relook at what we're doing. You know, we know that we're singing songs, so we're singing the songs of the words that are up there, but how often do we really recognize what we're actually singing? See, Martha cracks it when Mary isn't doing what she should be doing. And again, due to her focus on achievement and principle, Martha's attitude and behavior become questioned. Her issue with Mary and, and the way she went about it brought up a whole character issue inside of her because she was too focused on achievement and principle. See, when you focus on achievement, it brings about pride. And when you focus on principle, it brings about a hardened heart that stops an interaction with his presence. When you focus too much on what you need to be doing, you miss out on what Jesus is actually doing. See, she focused on needing to be in the kitchen cooking away. She missed out on the teaching that was actually taking place. But you know what Jesus, Jesus tells Martha? She literally puts, him, puts her in a place. Sorry, excuse me. You are worried and upset over things that don't even matter is what he effectively says. Like, why are you, why are you worrying yourself with this stuff? This, isn't, this is pointless. This doesn't matter. Jesus says, there's only one thing that's worth it. And he says, Mary's found it, and it won't be taken away from her. See, there was literally only one thing in that whole interaction, that whole, that whole Bible scripture story part, Luke 10, 38 to 42, or whatever it is, literally only one thing of importance. Focus on Jesus. Go to Jesus' feet. Fall before his feet. Listen, hang on every word that he says. Focus wholeheartedly on him. See, we, we, when we encounter Jesus, we, we, we try and make sure that our lives are in order. We try and make sure we, we fit the part. We look the bill. People always talk about that on the way to, on the way to church, you have that conversation, okay, I've got to put my smile on. I've got to get myself ready. When you, when you go into the presence of God, you've got to get yourself good again. Like, I've done that. I, I can't, can't spend time with God today. I did that really bad thing before. And 
I'll try again tomorrow when I feel, you know, when I feel more spiritual and more better. And we just fall into this robotic worship. We fall into this into this thing. It, it no longer does it become about meeting with Jesus face to face and having a personal interaction with him. We just miss the point. It becomes so much more about proving ourselves to him. If we want to try and prove ourselves to him, all we're doing is just taking away the very thing he did on the cross. We're saying, God, that, that didn't do anything. You dying on the cross, you, you coming back to life three days later, that didn't mean anything because I still got to prove to you why you should love me. See, we become so distant. We forget, we forget about what it's all about. We forget the heart. Martha forgot the heart behind what she was doing. She invited Jesus over for a purpose and for a reason, and that was for Jesus to impact her. But because she got so mixed up with the achievement and the purpose behind and the principle behind having him over, she missed out on that very interaction that she was hoping for. See, these things, they often corrupt our interactions with Jesus. They corrupt our, our thought process, and we become negative and, and apathetic and it becomes much more of a, we need to create this. We need to, to, to form this situation. We need, you know, and that's when you throw in extra things of, of trying to build up an atmosphere to be able to have God enter into the building. We literally need two or three people willing to meet with God for Him to enter in, for His presence to become real to us. It's just, it just happens. We don't need to strive. We don't need to achieve anything. God achieved it for us when he sent his son. See, Martha, she was just going through the motions. She was trying to make it through, achieve the very best that she could. She could have, she could have really just sat with God. There would have been a bunch of men there that were unhappy that they didn't have a meal. But she would have had an interaction with God. She would have had... She would have had what she, what she wanted originally. And I guess that's, that's kind of the case for us sometimes, isn't it? That often when we have an interaction with God, society around us don't really like that. The devil doesn't really like that and tries to take that away from us. It doesn't go down without a fight. See, dinner, it had to be big. It had to be ready on time. It had to be yum. It all had to be cleaned up and... That's how she thought Jesus was going to notice her. The problem is Jesus already noticed her when he, she invited him over for dinner. You know, church, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about this year coming up and starting afresh and starting anew. And, and this is one of the biggest principles that I want to bring into my life again and, and refresh myself with. I don't have to do anything to encounter God. Literally, I don't have to do anything at all. God is willing to encounter us. I don't even have to say yes. Just the very thought of encountering God, there's an encounter happening. You know, I hate, I hate seeing people get stuck in a, in a robotic in a robotic mode where they just go through the motions. They come in, it's worship time. 
Hallelujah, sit down, words done, out the door, and nothing's changed. There's been no encounter, there's been no change, there's been, there's been no Jesus in that. That's the one thing that's lacking, is Jesus. This year I want to trace, I want to, I want to place a true importance on just basically meeting with God. Above all else, I'm just meeting with God. Then it doesn't matter if the worship team doesn't sing the songs you want them to sing. It doesn't matter if the aircon's not cold enough, which needs to probably go a little bit cooler, Scotty. I'm just just letting you know. I'm starting a new leaf after this statement. Uh, aircon a bit. Of, doesn't matter if the chairs aren't comfortable. It doesn't matter if it was a hard drive. It doesn't matter if someone cut you off at the roundabout. It doesn't matter if the sound's too loud or you can hear someone and they can't sing very well. None of that matters. When you place true importance on just meeting with God, yeah, you know, I, I really want to, I really want to stress that to you tonight. Jesus's main point to Martha was the only importance is is recognizing me, meeting with me, hanging on my words, listening to what I have to say, striving after me doesn't doesn't take achievements because right next to your sin your achievements look like nothing so I just want to challenge you with that this year make this year of 2018 don't be late in 218 be out the gate in 218 I should have ate in 21.8. I don't know. I've been trying to work on one for a while, but I'm just not there. I don't know how you're going, but I just I haven't got there. 20, yeah, nah, there's nothing there. Don't, don't miss the, I don't know. In 2018, make it a year of focusing solely on interacting with God. Strip away everything else. Learn to, to sit at his feet. Learn to encounter him in the most basic environment. Put on joy every day. Put on praise every day. And meet with him every day. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for tonight. God, I thank you for this amazing example of how we should meet with you, God. Let I pray that this year, Father, it would just be a meeting with you, Lord, that we wouldn't strive for anything, we wouldn't try and achieve anything, God, but we would, Lord, we would recognize that just coming before you is enough. Just coming before you is more than enough. Lord, I pray for these people in front of me, Lord, that they would get a real hungry heart to spend time with you, a real hungry heart to want to know you more, a hungry heart of, for the words that you speak, for the things that you have on their lives, God. I pray for 2018, Lord. May it be an amazing year of spending time with you, coming back to the basics and recognizing you as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, uh, yeah, cool.